Welcome to Uproar. All right. Uh, we're here on Uproar Radio this morning with Elizabeth Hurd. Elizabeth, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you doing, Samson? I'm doing well. Elizabeth is finishing up her last year at Boston Theological Seminary. Um, I just wanted to talk with you a little bit about your experience as a youth um, in the church. Um, please tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I was always involved in like the youth group at my local church, which is Port Huron First United Methodist in Port Huron, Michigan. And that was a really great experience. Like they had a very thriving youth program. We did a lot of things. And then going off to college, I felt a little bit more disconnected from the church. So once I graduated from youth into like the world of being a young adult, um, the UMC didn't really have a lot of programs going on in uh, Saginaw, which is where I was at for school. And then when I did visit churches, I didn't always feel welcomed in the spaces. So basically, as a young adult, it was kind of like floating around a little bit, trying to find a place besides my home church to land. And that didn't always happen. Um, My last semester... Uh, at Saginaw Valley, they had a Wesley Foundation, which was really, really nice. And they had been trying to start one. Um, and that was a good way to connect with people. But other than that, it was just kind of like not until my last semester of college that I really found like a church-supported home for my yeah. formation. Yeah, I understand. And that's kind of the idea about um, campus ministry that we're trying to push is to keep people involved within the church when they transition from being a youth to a younger adult. Now, I know we first met at uh, down at CAS Community Social Services when we were working with the uh, Mission Intern Program. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and what contributed to your decision about going into ordained ministry? Yeah. So the mission intern program was actually super integral in me deciding to go into ordained ministry. I was a part of the program for five years. I did four years as um, an site intern and then one year as a senior intern where I kind of looked over the fundraising and social media for the program. And it was in the first three years where I was serving at my home church in Port Huron with a kids program that I realized I really loved church work. Um, in school, I've been going for my bachelor's of education. Um, so I was getting, you know, the classroom experience of working with students and youth and then working in the summer times with the kids and the youth that were part of the Kids Discovering Network program and just discovered that I was feeling more of a call to do like spiritual formation and faith formation rather than traditional classroom formation. And so the mission intern program was integral to that. And then the consecutive years, especially down at CAS, it expanded my idea of what ministry could look like and kind of expanded what my passions and my interests for ministry are. And I'm glad that you said that because I was reading this um, article on the uh, UN News website that stated uh, young clergy are still in short supply in the uh, United Methodist Church. Uh, could you give us a little bit about why do you believe they're in short supply or uh, just your thoughts? Um, what can the young people do better or what can the church do better to involve more young people? 
Yeah, yeah. I think um, that article had stated that only 7% of the ordained clergy, and I'm not even sure if it was all ordained clergy or if it was just elders, um, were under the age of 35. And I think part of that is just the process that we have to go through for candidacy and for ordination is really, really long and really, really tiring. I was in the candidacy process for four years um, before I was made a certified candidate. And so I started in 2013 and it took until 2017 for me to be made a certified candidate, um, which was really long and really tiring and really discouraging. Um, So that kind of being stuck in the process and not feeling like we're ever going to get out of it is something that I think is contributing a lot to young people just kind of not knowing what to do because there's that lack of certainty of if I'm going to get through this process and what happens if I don't and should I start looking elsewhere. And then I think another thing is, is just the church as a whole and like the culture of the church as a whole has not really like shown that it values young people. I think it's a common thing across the denomination that like Wesley foundations are struggling for funding and, you know, young people can't just easily move from one conference to another if they like, if their home conference isn't like fully accepting of who they are and what they want their ministry to be, they can't easily transfer to a conference that maybe better fits with them. Uh. And so in that sense, I think there's the sense of uncertainty that the entire process leads to a sense of not feeling completely valued by the church. And when I say the church, I mean the church as a whole and not the local institutions or districts necessarily. Um, And then just the idea of it's not as easy to be transitional within the United Methodist Church. There is a woman that was cited in this article from the uh, mm-hmm. Dakota's conference. Uh, apparently, it ranks second among U.S. conferences and uh, percentage of young clergy. Her name is Deb Kajerspit. Um, She is the leadership development director, and she believes many young people who feel called to church ministry are more concerned with relevance and impact rather than with credentials and serving in an established church setting. How do you feel young people can make an impact in this? in in the church. Yeah, I think something that's really lovely about being out in Boston um, at the School of Theology at Boston University is that I'm seeing all of these really wonderful and impassioned young people trying to figure out how to make their faith relevant in the world and how to draw from the um, their faith traditions. And some, of, I, w- I would say probably about half of the people I know are affiliated with the United Methodist Church somehow. And just trying to figure out how to make their faith more mobile. And so there's a lot of like speaking up and speaking out for um, like justice issues, uh, immigration reform. I know that there was a group that went to the Women's March out here. Um, the March for Our Lives to call for better gun control and really trying to look at the critical issues of what's happening in our society and our country and using their faith and their belief that, you know, Jesus was somebody who fought for justice for all people to mobilize themselves. And I think 
young people are really trying to pull the church into being a better witness for what the world is as we are living in it. That's a great perspective. Um, Okay, Elizabeth, uh, we thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, I think that's all the questions I have for you today. I'll try to post the article on the uh, UMC on-campus Facebook page so that we can get more insight about it. Uh, I definitely want to hear from our listeners. Um, Give us some insight about it. Uh, Elizabeth has given us her take and definitely people who have listened to this podcast. I want to hear your take on it as well. How can we get young people more involved? So thank you, Elizabeth. You have been perfect this morning. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) No problem. Anytime, anytime. Uproar is a project of Motor City Wesley. Check us out at MotorCityWesley.org.